Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Huskies on Tap, a podcast for the Huskies by the Huskies, presented to you by Fatty's Pub and Grill and brought to you by On Tap Sportsnet. I'm your host, Brandon Suarez. You can follow me on socials at BeatOn300. And today I'm coming to you live from the Chessick practice facility, and I have a special guest with me, a guest on the defensive side of the ball, one of our defensive backs, Mr. Javon Bird. How are you today, sir? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing good. So I'll start with, with the wiffle ball one, the easy one. So what led you to, to choose NIU as the football school that you wanted to continue your career at? Uh, going back just from probably about my junior year of high school, um, got in contact with some uh, NIU coaches and uh, got me up here for a couple of visits and things like that with my family and stuff like that. And they uh, they kind of like hit it off with the family. So I kind of I kind of saw that that they cared. So it's like they got to know my grandma, my grandparents, you know, sister and things like that, mom, dad. So it kind of just like it was kind of kind of a connection that I felt, uh, not only with just football but with the with the coaches as well, and I could see that connection with my family too. So it all felt like it felt like it was a family here as well. Exactly. Yeah, that's a big move for you. I mean, you go from high school senior to moving somewhere far away from home. Like you got to feel like you're at home with where you're going. So I yeah. absolutely love to hear that. And that's one of the common themes that I hear from all the players. Um, so you're still rel- relatively got some time here left in your career at NIU. What do you look forward to the most or what yeah. would you like to accomplish the most before you leave? One thing I want to do in that conversation is I want to get back to another MAC championship, of course. Um, obviously, we uh, had that one in 2021, my freshman year, that I was able to be a part of. But I'm, I'm looking to – I mean, obviously, we strive to do that every year. Uh, probably when – hopefully to get that this year. Yeah. But during my main time here, I would like to get another one of those plus a couple more bowl game trips as well. Yeah, a nice little vacation at yeah, the yeah. end of the year. Hopefully, they don't send you to Detroit yeah, two right, times right. in a row. But um, for you, so you're a guy who – who came in early, you weren't always the starter, but now you're the starter. So just some words of advice to the younger guys that, you know, how you work your way up the ladder here at NIU to find yourself on the starting lineup come game day. I would say uh, just never think just never think that you won't play. Just always stay ready, always come to work or come in and practice ready to work. Um, you know, always stay focused. Never go and go into a practice thing again that you won't ever be the guy you'll ever see the field because obviously things happen in football yeah. and, um, you know, your time may come sooner than you think. So you always have to be prepared for the moment, uh, always ready to prepare and we're ready to be uh, ready to be put into that position to execute. And uh, when the coaches call your number, it's, it's go time. Yeah, you got to stay ready so you don't have to get ready, right? right. Um, so you play cornerback. It's a very – athletic position a position that has some of the my favorite defensive player safety as well but do you have a player that you like grew up watching you're like I have to be like him or maybe someone nowadays you're like I really I really like the way he plays a position um growing up I say I kind of because personally my football my football journey started a little late so I kind of started watching football a little bit later but um I discover you know the the real reverses of the league, you know, on, yeah. the, on the way out the league, um, you know, some of those guys, um, Eric Weddle, things like that. So I kind of those those guys kind of you know resonated with me just because they were like ferocious on yeah. the field. So I you're like, not allowed to be too ferocious anymore, right? Enough. Not anymore, but <laughs> like just watching that as a younger guy growing up, it's kind of like wow, like these guys are out here flying around making plays on the football. It's like I can go out there and do that too. Yeah. So it kind of like kind of almost motivated me to, you know, be on the defense as well, you know, growing up, uh, starting a you know, football career and stuff like that. So so you always play defense? 
I play. I really play defense. Or I play defense and offense. I really. Because one of my favorite sayings is six two corners don't grow on trees." And when I looked right, at you, right. you live by six two. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so um, funny thing is, I used to in my middle school years. I yeah. play. I literally didn't come off the field. And I love that about football. Oh, you were the, the guy who yeah. did kicker turns, yeah. offense, defense. Yeah. That's awesome. So I, I played receiver, I played less safety, and then I was the, the returner. So We stay busy. That's awesome. I love to hear that. So you've gotten to play uh, quite a few different stadiums, excluding Husky Stadium. Can you pick three that you're like, I absolutely want to play another game there? I'm going to have to go uh, Michigan Stadium, the yeah. big house. That was that was a crazy atmosphere. Um, that was also my freshman year, hundred and five thousand fans. Very hard to hear when they got loud. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, need some earplugs for the plane yeah, ride home. Yeah, that was that was probably the loudest I ever been around like live fans. What's yeah. that like? Because like obviously we've all been to games where there's that many people, but like me as a fan, I'm in the loudness. For right, you right. as a player down on the field, what's that like? You talked about the communication in the press conference, but is it like? At the end of the game, are your ears, like, ringing from all the noise? Yes, because, like, you know, you see how close me and you are sitting. It's yeah. kind of like, like, if I'm screaming right now, we still are kind of like, what, like, I can't hear you. Yeah. So, like, communication has to be at, like, the all-time high. Um, you have to be locked in, focused. And um, – but at the end of the day, you know, you just have to lock into the game. You really have to kind of, as hard as it may be, kind of tune out the noise, you know, lock into your assignment, know, know what's coming from the offense or wherever you are on the field. Yeah. Well, just then, do your one-on-one. Yeah. And you talked about the trust. It's like if you just do your job and then you get 11 people doing their job, the play is going to usually result in a yeah. positive. Exactly. Um, on the school side for you, so what are you majoring in currently? I'm currently majoring in sport management. Right oh, now. the best one. I love hearing that one. It's always fun when you know, you're a sports fan, you go to school, you learn more about sports. Right, so right. it makes it a lot easier. Um, having played Tulsa last year, just the way the game went down, we lost by three. It was a really close game for all four quarters. Does that add a little extra chip on your shoulder? Also, too, given the spot where we're at in our season, like is this one of the hungrier games you can remember in recent memory to win? Oh, yeah. I, I, would, I would go that route as well. Um, you know, obviously we have a lot of improvements on defense. So, you know, we're going to this game. Knowing we played this opponent before, you know, they have some changes. We have some changes. But um, we know we can go in and get the job done. Uh, especially against a opponent we faced before, so um, I feel like our our confidence should be where it, where it needs to be to get the get the job done. And then coaches talked about it. We as the media have talked about it, and all the fans have the defense. It's phenomenal this year. You guys have had a great season up to this point. And the one thing that Coach Hammock really drove home was like we didn't hit the portal. We didn't add anyone new. It's the same guys. So what do you think, in your opinion, has changed for you uh, to get the defense to this point? Um, you know, just just some self reflection and uh, reflection as a defense. You know, obviously we weren't where we wanted to be last year, and uh, everybody knew that. So everybody wanted to come back, you know, kind of fresh, get a new new start, and everybody wanted to kind of kind of rebrand, you know, reestablish ourselves yeah. this year. So uh, we wanted to come out and uh, really show the world that uh, you know what NIU defense really is, and that we can make adjustments for the better of our team. You've had me pumped up watching the games. Like, all right, this is the defense I know and love. It's great to see you guys turn the page for that. Um, and then this game upcoming. So what do you think on the defensive side of the ball do you guys have to do to ensure, you know, that you guys do your one-of-one one and the team finds a way to win this game on Saturday? Um, we just have to minimize the explosive plays. Uh, this team does have some, some good skill. Uh, yeah. Solid quarterback. 
So we just got to uh, minimize the explosives. Um, obviously, we have trust in each other, like I said earlier, faith in each other to, you know, get, get our 111 done. So uh, us as, well, as DBs, yeah. you know, stay in coverage, uh, keep everything in front of us on top of everything. Um, linebackers, you know, get to the drops and things like that. D-line, obviously, second the quarterback, you know, making them uncomfortable back there. So I'm confident all those things will happen. Everything will tie in together and um, we can, you know, get the job done. And then aside from the fact that it's going to be 80 and beautiful on Saturday, what are you looking forward to the most about running out that tunnel and out on Husky Stadium? I'm just looking forward to playing another game with my teammates. Um, out there on the field is just, you know, it's just us. Yeah. So we got to lean on each other, um, be locked in for each other, and, you know, just come together and play as one. And, uh, against the, one of the guys that are across from us, you know, the, the result will be the result at the, at the end of the game. Yeah, Coach Hamlick's been saying a lot this year, let the chips fall where they may. Um, And then for our followers, where can they follow you at on uh, social as well? Uh, my Instagram is that kid bird. Um, that's really about it. I'm not really, uh, that's really what I've been. I don't have a Twitter anymore. Um, yeah, I still call it Twitter. I refuse to or, call it X or X or whatever. My like old, my like old account got hacked before they changed it over, and then like I, I don't know. I don't like it as much as I used to. I just really it's, use it to post and yeah, share yeah. the podcast. It's definitely, it's definitely a little, a little odd now. Like it's kind of like what, what is this? Yeah, it's like, do I, I call right? it a tweet or do I like, like what do I call it? Yeah, so it's, <laughs> that app is kind of just really just sitting collecting dust next to really yeah and i mean when you're a football player you just need the cool pictures from saturday and yeah. and that's it and then an important one so like i said as a, a guy who's worked his way up the ranks here at niu to be a pivotal part of our defense what is your advice to underclassmen maybe some guys on the compete team people that haven't seen the field yet that may be starting to lose a little bit of confidence in themselves uh i would just say keep believing in yourself um me coming in as a younger guy uh, obviously, you're coming from uh, wherever your program was uh, in the country, you know, probably was a guy came up here and it's like you're starting all over again. Yeah, everybody's the guy yeah. when you get here. Yeah. So um, I would say just 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 trust the process. Okay. Um, it's a grind. Obviously, uh, you got to come here every day and kind of outwork those guys in front of you. Yeah. But at the same time, get better at the craft that um, that you came in with whether that be on the defense or offense or wherever your role may be on the team. Um, but just just never give up. Never never let doubt creep in your mind. Uh, just keep going. And uh, if you work hard enough, your number will get called and you will uh, develop a, a, a pivotal role on the team. Yeah, you know how Coach Hammock is. He always rewards players for effort and just working their way up. You see how many players get walk on to scholarship. And then the final one of the, of the show – uh, just words for Husky fans that will be coming out on Saturday to, to watch you guys take on Tulsa. Just, just come ready to ready to support us, ready to cheer. Um, be prepared for a, a great game. Yeah, Husky win. I'm going to drink some hot tea the night before because I will be down in the village. So I'll, I'll give you every octave of my voice that I got. But uh, right, I'll be waiting for it. I, I appreciate you for taking the time. Uh, great job so far this season with the defense and everybody over there. And I look forward to seeing you play out there on Saturday. All right, thank you. Thank you. All right, everyone, now that we've heard from Javon Bird, number two, cornerback here for the NIU Huskies, it's time to break down this week's matchup against Tulsa. Um, as we've stated before, it's a game that, you know, we played Tulsa last year, 38-35, high-scoring game. We end up losing the game by three points. We missed a fourth down around midfield 
and which gave them a short field to turn around and punch in the go-ahead score. But both teams come into this game at one and two. Uh, Tulsa has played three games, two of which against top 25 opponents. So Washington's a top 10, Oklahoma's a top 20. And then they played Arkansas Pine Bluff in what looks like week zero. Uh, they won that game 42-7. to And then they lost by 33, 43-10 to, to Washington. And then 66-17 to against Oklahoma. Um, the one thing that I, I guess, the question that I really wanted to address when I got to the press conference was with three games like that, you know, three – uncompetitive games, games where you blew a team out and then two games where you just didn't even stand a chance when you stepped off the bus. It's kind of hard to gauge what kind of team or what kind of identity for that team you're going to see, see out there on Saturday. Um, Coach Hammock mentioned that they, they do have a lot of playmakers. They have uh, playmakers at the running back position, receiver position, safeties. They've played three quarterbacks through three different games and all the quarterbacks uh, pose different threats and abilities, you know? So, so they have one quarterback that's more of a runner, one that's a pro style, and then one that does just about damn near everything in between. But to start the press conference today, uh, in his initial statement, he said that Nebraska was a tough challenge for us from an environment standpoint, physicality, as far as their defense is concerned. Uh, he said they needed to play better in critical moments because all week they talked about handling the environment. And in those moments, they did uncharacteristic things. The defense did play hard, did play physical, and there was great plays on special teams. Tom Foley had a great game, the punter. But, you know, you never want the highlight of your game to be the punting position. So he just said that going into this week, they really have to put themselves in the best position to win the game. They have to be better in all three phases. He's talked about how the offense is – just trying to get back to the basics, get back to what they do good and, you know, let the chips fall where they may. So not all loves lost. It was a tough game. We weren't expected to win the game last week, but this week is a team that I think for the first time this season, you know, Southern Illinois outkicked their coverage. Boston College should have beat us. You know, they're power five and Nebraska should have beat us, but this is, probably the most evenly matched game that we've had up to this point in the season. Um, and someone told me too, we opened up as like a field goal favorite, which is crazy. Like, I don't know. This is a weird game. You don't really know who this Tulsa team is. You don't really know who this NIU team is this year. And it's just going to be one of those things you got to get out there on Saturday and find out. Um, like I said, on last week's show, be down in the touchdown village uh, doing my one of one, which is just being loud and hectic uh, on third and fourth downs and when they have the ball. So try to do my part, do my one of one. But the way that I look at it for this game is you have one more game before Mac play starts and you really have to try and find some sort of identity for this team. It has been a very rough start. Um, one and two maybe where people expected us to be. But when you win one of the games you're not supposed to and lose one of the games you're not supposed to, I guess some people could make the argument that we could be two and one. But none of that matters. Uh, we're on to Tulsa, and it's the second year, back-to-back -back years, a home-and-home -home series where Tulsa played us 
uh, last year at their house, and we host them this year. The kickoff's at 11 a.m., an early start time. Coach Hammock has said that they practice early on in the day, so the early start time won't be an issue. Um, and I think the the way I look at it is it's one game. It's a, a very evenly matched game, and it's a game that we have at home, so we should, in theory, have the advantage. But I just don't see this game being this the same type of game as last year, 38-35. I think there's less points. Um, putting up 42 points on Arkansas Pine Bluff doesn't really move the needle for me. And for whatever reason, the Oklahoma-Tulsa game – was on my screen last week at some point. I remember watching it, and it was a shit show from a Tulsa perspective. So I don't really know what to make of this team other than what I've been told, you know, in this press conference that I just left about an hour ago and what I'll hear later on tonight from Rocky, JJ, and what I heard from Javon. So it's a really element of the unknown type game. But like I said, the books have it at three. This is like a toss-up game. They beat us by a field goal, but we really should have won last year, all sorts of stuff. So I think Coach Hammock put it perfectly in the press conference. It's not about anything else but the guys in that locker room. And they know what they have to do. They've done it before, and they'll do it again. They just need to find their stride for this season. Uh, The offensive line has been dealing with injuries, like I said, but – they are getting Evan Buss back this week, and they did mention, too, that Drew Hoth, who stepped in at tackle last week, that was his first career start. So, And they said that he did a really good job. So hats off to Drew Hoth for stepping in a, a very hostile environment in front of 90,000 people for his first collegiate football game. But on the defensive side of the ball, uh, he also he, he tipped his hat to Muhammad Jameh and Jordan Hansen uh, for stepping in for an injured C.J. Brown. So... Early on in the season, we're dealing with injuries to pivotal players on the team, and we're already seeing the hard way and those Huskies stepping up to make the plays to try and help put the team in a better position to win. We just have not seen the complete product. Um, There's still a lot of season left. Like I said, there's nine games left, and in my eyes, you know, once you lost one game, the New Year's Six was already out the window, especially with who we lost to, you know, Southern Illinois. So it is what it is. Find a way – to get this team on track going into Maction. And the season really, for all intents and purposes, starts next week. But you know what? It doesn't really get any easier. You got Tulsa this week and you got Toledo tomorrow. Or <laughs> Toledo tomorrow. <laughs> you got Tulsa this week and you have Toledo next week. And then Akron, Ohio for, for homecoming, Eastern Michigan, Central Michigan. You know, And like I said, there's no true bye week. They just have the gap from – the 21st through the 31st when it switches to Maction, and then the 14th through the 25th, which is, I think, the week of Thanksgiving. So truly no break in this schedule. And I wish I could say it's going to get easier, but Akron's a solid team. Toledo won the MAC last year. They're a solid team. Ohio has a great offense, and they just beat Iowa State last week. Like Eastern Michigan, like all these teams, you know what type of problems this conference presents on a year in year out basis because it's just so even across the board that there's always parity. So, 
Coach Hammock did mention new coaching staff over there, so a little bit more added to the element of the unknown. They said they have an idea of what they're going to be trying to run, and on the defensive side, some of the stuff schematically is similar to what they ran the year before. So, again, I guess we'll go out there and find out on Saturday. But I think that in the event this game turns into a shootout, we need Rocky, M's, P's, and Q's. And I think that for this week, my player of the game going into the game is going to be Rocky. I think that he's in a little bit of a rut. I think he's been, you know, battling injuries on the offensive line, drop passes. Some of his passes haven't been the best. But I think he writes his wrongs. And I think he has a 303 game. Call me crazy. Call me nuts. That's fine. I'll be the guy to predict it. But you can only keep a guy down for so long. And, yeah, maybe he is still not 100%. I don't know. I haven't asked him. And even if he did tell me that, like, it's not for me to tell you guys that. So I just believe that there's still good football ahead of him. And I think it starts again this week. I think his receivers, guys like Casper Rukowitz, Chris Carter, the tight end, and and players that were – Dropping passes when they don't normally drop them are going to step up big as well. Coach Hammock could end up just running the shit out of the football. Who knows? But I do think that the offense as a whole turns the page this week, but that starts with the leader and the captain. And I think that Rocky leads the way uh, with 300 total yards and three touchdowns. So maybe two through the air, one on the ground. But I think he's poised, poised for a big game and – I'm excited to hear his thoughts later on tonight at Fatty's to figure out which way uh, he thinks this weekend's going to go. But I have a feeling I think I know what he's going to say. On the defensive side of the ball, I guess it really just comes down to which quarterback we get. But I think the easy answer is to say, just let the D-line do what they do, and the rest will take care of itself. The D-line has controlled the tempo in pretty much all of our games. Coach Hammock was talking at length today in the press conference, just uh, about the contributions that guys like Ray Thomas, guys like Devontae O'Malley, guys like James Esther, and, and everybody up front making all those contributions to make sure that they put their best foot forward out there. And of all the units that played on Saturday, I would have to say that the defensive line had the best possible game. So, um, on, on this particular Saturday, I think you just, you have to stick with the D line. You go with the D line, let them set the tempo for the whole game and the rest will take care of itself. But I don't think it's going to be a shootout. Like it's, it's crazy as that sounds predicting that Rocky will contribute for 300 plus total yards and that we will win the game and it won't be a shootout. Like, I don't know how it all happens, but I think if we can even get to 31 or or 28, we should be able to win this game. Like we have a quality team. It just has not reached its true potential yet for this season. And it'll be interesting to see which way this team goes. But I think that a win this week is a great start for the rest of the season. If they can just find a way to get a win this week, start the slate clean next week from action, 
and the rest takes care of itself. You have eight chances to put your best foot forward for a trip to Detroit. But we did see some good things from the secondary last week, guys like Javon Bird, Muhammad Jameh, Ja'Shawn Prophet, Jordan Hansen, Nate Valcarso. Like, all these guys had quality games. I really like the way the defense is playing, and I don't really think we have anything to worry about. I do want to see Jake Siebert make a, a big kick in this game, and one would only hope he's able to do that. But the way I look at it is is the same way that Coach Hammock talked about it. You go in, you play your game, and you let the chips fall where they may. I think this is a game that we should have no problem controlling the tempo. We can speed it up. We can slow it down. We can play it however which way we want to play. But I do think that the crowd will be important. The communication will be important. And the execution will be important as it always is. And if we can't execute and we can't, you know, the players can't communicate down on the field, then it's going to be a hard day for us. But the way I look at it is we're going to come out victorious in this one. I think it's going to be somewhere along the lines of 28 to 24, maybe 27 to 24. Um, the line on this game and the over-under, let me pull it up real quick. Let's go to the good old action network. Yeah, so it's NIU minus three and a half, and the over-under is 53. So 28 to 24 is uh under the total and gives NIE the cover. So do with that information what you please. Uh, obviously, if you're an Illinois listener, there's quite literally nothing we can do with that information. But I think I I think I'm right. The Huskies are gonna find a way to win this game, get to two and two after conference play. And then you just have to win half of the remaining games that you have to get to a bowl game. Um the way I look at it is we might have to tamper the expectations, kind of similar to what I said on the post game. But if we win that game, I'll throw that all out the window. Find a way to win this game. Go 1-0 and this week. And hopefully just start this stretch run for this team because it would, it would be great to see this team go on a run and have a chance to get to Detroit, especially after even most of Husky Nation has counted them out. So I really do appreciate uh, everyone tuning in to this week's show, the pregame show of Huskies on tap. Like I said to you guys, we will be out uh, tailgating. We'll be on the alumni side this year uh, for the one game that I do end up going to. Uh, we're going to get there early, probably about 9 o'clock. We'll have food, we'll have drinks, all sorts of stuff. You know I'm bringing a football, all that. So we'll be out there, we'll be early, um, and – like I told uh, Javon earlier in the show, I'll make sure to drink my hot tea the night before so I have a voice uh, in order to use it all out there on Saturday. But, yeah, come find us uh, before the game or, or come find us uh, in the Fatties Village, the Touchdown Village during the game. So that's where I'll be at. But I really do appreciate uh, everyone for tuning into this week's show and everyone who was able to make it out to last night's Rocky Lombardi show over at Fatties Pub and Grill. I really do appreciate you all for the support throughout this season. We'll be back with you guys after the Tulsa game to recap the game. Uh, probably get that recorded some point on Sunday as I am going to both NIU and Northwestern game on Saturday. So I highly doubt I will be getting any recording done that day. Uh, and I also have to, to nurse the voice, but 
I do appreciate you all. We'll be back with you guys later on in the week. I got nothing else for you guys. Huskies by a thousand, as mama would always say. And go Huskies. Yeah. I got drink of living lavish in the kitchen whipping magic. I got drink of living lavish in the kitchen whipping magic. We got London on the track I ain't asked now for nothing I took the heart away Toya put me over, coming with it They took my heart away Heart away Heart away Heart away Jumping in heart away